all our 40 days of Lenten journey is geared towards this holiest of weeks in the liturgical calendar, this Holy Week. And uh, we begin this Holy Week commemorating the triumphant entrance of, Jerus of Jesus to Jerusalem, His triumphant entrance to the Holy City. Just seeing what we have, or just reflecting on what we have heard and seeing what was happening during this liturgy, we begin with recalling His triumphant entrance where people were shouting and acclaiming Him, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It's just a, an exuberation of victory, of success. And not too long after that, the same people who were so gung-ho in welcoming him to, the entrance to, to, to Jerusalem were the same people who were crying out in the Passion today, crucify him. Crucify Him. You know, Palm Sunday, we see these two opposite poles, this tension. Victory on one side and defeat, seemingly defeat on the other side. We see joy on one side, but the other side also sorrow. We see faithfulness on one side, but also on the other side, we see condemnation or betrayal. How do we reconcile this? One scriptural writer or commentator that I've read a few, a few months ago reflected on it, and he said, Palm Sunday is really a picture of what the human person is, of what human life is. Yes, we experience joy, but we know that it's not always joy. We experience sorrow, but also we know that it's not always sorrow. We experience success, but also we don't experience success all the time. We experience also defeat. We experience life, life-giving events, but also we experience on the other side loss. But at the same time, too, it's not just loss, it's not just sorrow, it's not just defeat. We also experience the better side of things. But if we just look at these two tensions, he said, then we are losing, we are, we are losing the message or the central message of what we celebrate today. He said, what unites the seemingly Tension, you know, these two opposite poles is the faithfulness of Jesus in whatever situation he found himself into. He said he might find himself on one side or in the other side, but his response is the same. He's always faithful. And I, you know, I pause on this and I reflected on this. And I ask myself, that's true. But do I respond with the same faithfulness in whatever situation I find myself into? You know, or do I respond just with faithfulness when things are going well? 
when things are rosy, when things are good, when things are according to my plan? What about when I'm experiencing suffering, when I'm experiencing pain, when I'm experiencing defeat, when I'm experiencing loss, do I respond with the same faithfulness? Or do I ask, where are you, God? Are you for real? Do I experience the same faithfulness on those two seemingly opposite poles? If I remember, um, that was probably a few months ago, it was during an anointing, and it was a very quick one, very short pinter action because she was about to go for a surgery. And it was, it was a very powerful experience, though, because they, we were waiting for uh, the doctors. A bit, the doctors were waiting for me to finish the anointing. And uh, she told me, the patient said, I wish, Father, I will have more time to talk with you, but you see, we're rushing um, to surgery. But, but she said, I know you want, to, you want to pray for healing for me, and I really want to be healed. But there is one most more important thing that I want you to pray for me. And I said, what is that? That I may accept the will of God for me no matter what the turnout of this surgery would be. And that really struck me. That really struck me. Because you know, in my own spiritual life, when I come to God, I always tell God what I need. I have this problem. I know the solution to my problem. Lord, I want this. I, I come to Him knowing what I need, and you know, I was like, okay, you don't really have to figure this out, Lord. I have figured this out. Just give it to me. And we're back to normal. How many times do I really pray to Him and say, give me the strength, the understanding, the wisdom, and the humility to accept your will? The result might not be according to my plan. But just give me the courage and the strength to accept it. And that encounter, very short encounter, as I was walking to the parking lot of St. Vincent, uh, 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 Providence, St. Vincent, and I just paused there in my steering wheel. It's like, like, wow. What a great lesson for me. As a priest I should have known it right <laughs> I'm a priest but that was just a powerful encounter and this is really what the Lord has shown us as we reflect on his passion his death his crucifixion that faithfulness would always lead to an experience of resurrection in the end that whatever we experience in life especially in moments of great suffering, when, if we're just faithful, the Lord will always gonna bring the best out of whatever situation we have. You know, this just reminds me also of what St. Teresa of Calcutta said, we are not called to be perfect, but to be faithful. And in our own faithfulness, we will experience perfection in the end. <laughs> As a priest, you know, I st I'm still not used to suffering 
And I'm going to be very honest with you about this. You know, I deal with, uh, with difficult situations a lot of times. And I know that I should probably have a stronger faith. But whenever I see someone suffering, especially I know of the person you know, it's a good person, the person is faithful and all of that. But I asked the Lord, it's like, I just don't really understand this. I just really don't understand this. I know that I always have to ask for an increase of faith. But, you know, when, when that's, you know, just even reflecting what's happening in Ukraine, it's something that I've always come to prior and it's like, and seeing the pictures and just the situation, I was like, why are you allowing this to happen? I know all about free will. Don't tell me about free will. It's like, oh, Father, you know, it's not God. It's like, I understand that. Don't philosophize with me. <laughs> but at the core, you know, I asked that question. And it always brings me to, again, looking at Christ on the cross. And this is really what gives me a lot of hope. Because though suffering is it was always perceived as negative, Christ said, it's redemptive. <laughs> I'm not going to abandon you. I've said this before that when you want to convince someone that a cup is not poisonous, the best way to do it is for you to drink it yourself in front of the person. <laughs> right? And that is what Jesus did. The cup of suffering is not poisonous because he himself drank it. And because he drank it, and we see how it turned out in the end, he resurrected, there's hope. So for this just for today, as we celebrate his glorious entrance to Jerusalem and recalling his passion, eventual passion, let us ask just for the grace to grow in faithfulness and in self-surrender. You know, there is one prayer that I love dearly, and I've encountered it when I was in the seminary. And this prayer has changed my spirituality a lot. And we pray time by time in our staff meetings. And I, want to, and I want you to consider this, especially if you're, if you're struggling with God's will, with suffering and all of that. It's the prayer of abandonment by St. Charles de Foucault. It's a very short prayer, very short prayer. Google it. It's one of the best prayers that, at least for me, expresses what's in my heart. Prayer of abandonment by St. Charles de Foucault. That prayer has helped me really grow in the grace to grow in self-surrender and faithfulness. And let us ask for this intention because in the end, the Lord will always going to take care of us. We just have to be faithful.